I believe the Lord is telling me to tell you that He's waiting for you. And we're not waiting for Him. But God is waiting for you. For you to make the move. For you to make the step. God can take an ordinary, unnoticeable bush, a common bush, and set it ablaze, and yet not burn. That's what I want to be, a common bush. Lord, just take a common bush and let the touch of God come upon me, the Spirit of God, and let me be ablaze for you. And folks are going to turn and see. People truly being ablaze for God would be a strange sight in our nation. Not ablaze for God and then turn it to themselves and reap all the glory and all the book deals and all the autographs. No, just simply be a common bush. Because that's what you are. If God leaves, you're nothing but a bush. You're probably a jagger bush. God, take me a common bush and let me be a blaze for you God Father we come to you now in the name of the Lord and Lord we're simply asking for the spirit of God to come to come in its might and its power and its majesty Come in all the glory. Come in that convicting finger. Lord, we just want you to come. God, the Holy Ghost. Father, we want you to touch these bushes, these common bushes, Lord, and let them be a flame on fire for you. Let us be a strange sight, a peculiar people. Lord, people full of joy in a joyless world. People holy, Lord, where there isn't any morals anymore. A strange sight. People faithful to one another. Marriage is strong and committed. Families in love with their children. Children in love with their parents. Lord, a strange sight. But God, we need that touch from you. Tonight, Lord, we want to draw closer to you. Lord, the word of God tells us as we draw closer to you, you will draw closer to us. Even this night, Lord, those who are willing to bring that volunteer offering, God, you are drawing close to them. Let them know, Lord, you are waiting for them. Spirit of God, thou art welcome. Welcome in this place tonight to come. Put your convicting finger on us to empty things that are taking room in our lives that shouldn't be there. And then fill it with the presence of God, Lord. We ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Simple title. Lights are good. Simple titles called fullness, just fullness 
A lot of you, if you got involved in progressive dinner, by the time you got to dessert, you were experiencing that. Fullness. I mean, absolutely full. We were at a place, the table was full from one corner to the other of desserts, and everybody's just going, I don't know if I can handle it. The fullness. We get full. But we don't last full long. We really don't. I wanted to come up here this morning. I thought of saying it, and I just forgot about it. Okay, we're going on to progressive dinner, too, meaning I'm ready to eat again. So who's ever home I was at for appetizers, I'm coming back. And whoever's home for dessert, get it on. I'm coming back. Because that's just, we, we don't stay full. We have to continue to eat. We have to continue to cultivate that relationship with the Spirit of God. And we don't. We do not stay full. Uh, and that's the way it is. That's the way God set it up. Because He wants to be your daily bread. Your absolute daily bread, and it's your job to die daily so that you can stay in that fullness, that state that we talked about this morning that we're supposed to live in, not just every once in a while touch our toe in and go, whoa, that's awesome, and then back into the state that you church lives in. So God wants us to live in that fullness. Just look at some of these scriptures, and it was sweet. Mike just wanted to get us together and just pray some, and forget about the 7 o'clock hour, and better just let's do some praying. Pat, who cares if it's past 7? To just try to, hey, God, here we are. We need help. We can't do this on our own and without you. How can you have a supernatural walk and do it naturally? I mean, can we get any dumber? And, and so we're just going to look simply into the Word of God. And Colossians 2.8 says, right off the bat, now it kind of goes with this morning. We talked about all that stuff this morning about the fullness of God, got the Holy Ghost, the stage you're in. We talked about the stage that don't know Christ, don't want Christ. They're dead to the things of God, dead to the Holy Ghost. We talk about those who have uh, the, the Spirit of God brooded over them, hovered over them. They accepted Christ. They have the Spirit of God in them. And that's awesome. But God wants to promote us and push us into another area. And that was the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which we believe the Bible says the initial evidence, not the only, the initial, 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 the beginning. How would you know that I'm here if you don't hear me? Here I am. And God's the same principle. They spoke with tongues. And God wants to push people into that, the initial. He says, I come to give you another, a comforter, the Spirit of God, a paraclete, one that comes and stands by you. And then he pushes us even further. He commands us not to be filled with wine, but to be filled with the Spirit of God. Not to be intoxicated on the things of the world, on the craziness, even like this season. It's crazy right now. You can be intoxicated on that rushing and riding and buying and getting it over there. And, oh, for God, Uncle Hell, he's about half dead anyway. Still, you got to buy him a present, right? What it does, if you just be honest. So we're caught in this conflict of these two. The one we want to live for God in this world and present age that we live in. That is very, very anti-God. And so God gives us the Spirit of God, God the Holy Ghost, who he says it's expedient. It's absolutely urgent for you that I go away. God, who rose from the dead, the Son of God, saying to you and I, it's expedient. It's urgent that I go away. You and I would be going, are you kidding me? I just got this. and You're going to go away. And he says, I'm going to send you another. And that was the Spirit of God, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost of God. Now, from that time on, there's been people trying to muddy that water. 
That's just the way it is. The enemy has stirred up everybody and their brother to muddy up this water so that if he can't get you to stay in this state, he certainly doesn't want you in this one, and you would scare him if you were in this one. So he just tries to keep you in this one. And in here, we bump heads and bump elbows and get mad and won't talk to people even though we're supposed to be saved. Seriously, that's the way it is. So... Colossians 2, Paul says to them, he says, hey, um, let me tell you something. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men. And that's what we have. We've been spoiled after ways that people have told us this is anti, this is bad, wherever you came, wherever you were brought up. Remember I told you I went from Catholicism to full gospel. I mean, that's like night and day. I mean, that's, uh, it's just the way it is. Well, some of you didn't have that. Okay, but I went from Catholic, Catholicism, tradition, ritual, all that garb, right into full gospel. And the first time I heard someone speak in tongues, no one talked to me, no one said anything to me, no one drilled me, no one said anything. Inside of me, I went, that's got to be the devil. And for I was 24 years old, I was 23 years and 354 days, I never even thought of the devil. And then I finally get saved, hear someone speak in the language that Bible says, you're talking to God straight only. I said, no, that's the devil. So you see instantly how the enemy attacks that, and that should have a light go off in your head. It really should. Okay, so anyway, Paul comes with all this stuff, and I'm telling you, he's saying they're going to come, and they're going to bombard you, they're going to scare you, they're going to spook you, they're going to say it's not for the day, it was only for the disciples, it was just for the You've got to turn that off. Because here's why. <clears throat> Look at verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Fullness. Fullness. That's what I want. I want fullness. If uh, Bruce would give me his vehicle and give me 50 bucks, because that's what it takes now if you've got a truck or something, say, go out and fill the truck for me, will you? And it says, sure, and I give it back to him, and it's half full, but he doesn't get any money back. He's going to know something was up. There's indicators that tell us our lifestyle, our walk, how we are, praising God, the music that we play, the preaching that is done, the listening that you do, the life that you walk. There are indicators. And we are, I don't know where we are on the fuel gauge of Holy Ghost, but we're certainly not in the fullness realm. And God is telling us we need to dwell in all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So, you understand, you ought to get mad that you're not. You ought to get upset that you're being prevented and find out what it is. If it's old teaching, old tradition, if it's bitterness that you've had in there for a long time, even though you were rightly wronged by a good-for-nothing father who doesn't even live anymore, God's going to want that stuff out. You ought to get mad at what's ever keeping you from walking in the fullness of God. I'm certainly I would be stunned if you think you are walking in the fullness. Because I really, Bush, I don't see anybody burning. Even behind his pulpit. I mean, really, I mean, you understand he takes common Bush is and touches them and and people are drawn to it. There was all kind of bushes on that hill. Probably there's this one burning. And God would have just not ever talked if Moses didn't stop and say, what's up with this? And this is where God wants us to be. Verse 10 says, look, and none of us are here. He said, you are complete in him. 
absolutely complete in the Lord and everything that he said. And we're looking at the Holy Ghost now, which he's saying it's expedient that I go away because I want to send you another. This is part of that completeness. Complete. We are being robbed of our fullness. Just like I would rob Bruce of 25 bucks. He gave me 50. I put 25 in and said it was full. He looked at the indicator, knew it was half full and didn't do anything about it. He knew he was robbed. I got ripped off. But does nothing about it. Okay, and that's kind of what the, what we do as a church. Ephesians three, fourteen says this: For this cause, here's what we got to do. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, we can't run down to Walmart. I can't say, okay, uh, let's take a collection. We've got six hundred and fifty-two dollars. We're going to go buy some Holy Ghost. We can't. We can't manufacture it. We can't do it. It's got to come from our knees. And so, to the Ephesian church, says, For this cause I bow on my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man, so I can burn, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, might be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And we don't. we got this little peon look of the things of God. You can hear that by what we say, because whatever happens, something is overwhelming, whatever, we always say, well, all we can do is... That's it. That's all we can do. And, man, I remember e- eons ago... Hearing this message, I wish I could remember what it was, but it was uh, Pastor David Wilkerson was preaching. He's got, come from a genealogy of pastors, great-grandfather, grandfather, and father. And he was talking about his father, and he said, you know, the board of the church that his pa- dad pastored thought they ran the church. He says, but I know who ran the church. It was my father. I heard him on his knees in the basement. He ran the church through prayer. They just said whatever God wanted them to say. Because he got a hold of God and God just moved them. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, we vote for that. That was the power of God. And all we, we have this, all we can do is pray. That poor lost daughter, son of yours, it's all you can do. So we just don't understand this. <clears throat> so it goes on and says, uh, we don't understand the, 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 this comprehension of depth and height and what God can do. And to know the love of Christ, which pass knowledge. It goes beyond knowledge. We've got so much knowledge. Knowledge. I hang around with pastors that are Ph.D. Knowledge. Seriously, I mean, they're great guys, but give me a break. I want something that goes beyond. Why would I want man's knowledge? Why? Why do I want man's knowledge about the Word of God? That's why we got to, we got to get this on our knees. On our knees. This is where you get it. <clears throat> and he goes, And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Fullness. You understand, if you really love Christmas, and I'm not making any light of this, if you really love Christmas and nobody dear to you has died close to Christmas, you have some joy. 
But normally, when the lights come down and January bears down on you and Christmas is a past, what? The joy's gone. It's kind of this temporal joy we try to do. That's man-made joy. God wants you to have this fullness, the fullness of God. He'll give you a joy that will take you through the lowest times of your life. And you won't be going, this is the worst horrible time of my life, but I'm full of joy. That's that man-made gunk. <clears throat> 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Look at that 19 again, though. We read right over it. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Strike a match to that bush. Man, God, strike a match. I don't even get that. I don't even understand that. Unto Him be glory in the church of Jesus Christ throughout all the ages of the world. Amen. Let me read this verse 19 in the Amplified just to kind of help us. Man, all this stuff. Amplified just expounds a lot more words. It says that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves, the love of Christ. Which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That's book knowledge without experience. And I've been telling God lately, tired of reading about history, God, we want to write history. Understand? And I do. I mean, I dive back into those old books because I don't trust the new ones. And I certainly don't trust myself to know everything. So I go back into Andrew Murray right now talking about experiencing the Holy Ghost and all that kind of stuff. It's as plain as day. But that's cool. But, Lord, we want to write some. We want to write some history. <clears throat> so it goes on and says that um, mere knowledge without experience that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God. You know, we don't have that. We just don't. That's out there for you. For your grasp. That's what God's waiting for you to go for. Now, because on it says, may have the richest measure of the divine presence. Now, listen to this part. And become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. A, a whole holy body, me, flooded with God Himself. No wonder the Scripture for um, submerged or baptism is overwhelmed. Not this falling down and getting up in two seconds or people catching you and all. That's junk. I'm talking about the power of God coming on you. Oh, you might hit the deck. You might. But I'm talking about being totally consumed. And the enemy constantly, probably right now, whispering in your ear, can't happen, can't happen, never happened, never did happen, never will happen, you've never seen it happen, can't happen. <clears throat> Even in tough times. In fact, I should say, especially in tough times. And this is what God said. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup. Runneth over. Not barely, not like, is there anything in there? God says, and it's tough, my cup will run over in the presence. You're going under. And the Spirit of God is running over in you. 
but you're not going to skip to that fourth stage. Paul says, I press toward the high calling. That press, that walking, hold on to your hat and the wind. And Ever notice, don't pay a whole lot of attention to wind until winter. Man, you have a 5, 10, 15 mile an hour winter, I mean, uh, wind in the summer. Cool, great, awesome. In the winter, it's like death become you. I mean, right? I mean, they never say in the summer, it's 82 degrees, wind chill, it's 78. Do they? You get it all the time now because that wind rips through just a little bit of wind. God says your cup will run over even before the presence of thy enemies. And we do have enemies. They're all over the place. Anti-spirit, Christ spirit is everywhere. Listen, God is not a good time only God. And that's what we kind of, you know, we, we kind of reflect that because you have money, bills paid, kids are acting pretty cool, somewhat cool. Christmas seems to be pretty good handle. Everything's wonderful. Ruth and I always laugh because we watch all those Christmas programs over and over and over, you know, and they turn out okay and strange guy meets lonely girl and I'll give it to you in two seconds. And they kind of don't pay attention. Then they kind of get interested. Then they really kind of start falling in love. And then this disaster comes. And they're totally far apart. And you can write it off. And then at the end of the movie, they're madly in love. And what happens at the end, Ruth? It snows. (laughs) All the time. Because everything's perfect. Right? You watch them. Every time. It'll snow. You watch... um, it's a great, well, great movie to watch. It's a wonderful life. And when he goes, um, whatever, that he wants to kill himself or something, first thing happens, the snow stops. And everything's different, don't know who he is. And then he goes through that horrible time, runs back to the bridge and goes, God, I want to live again. God, I want to live again. What happens? That's what. Okay. So you get what I'm going He's not a good time, God only. Your cup will run over in the horrible time. In fact, all of us come to Christ at the worst time of our life. Not at good times when everything's wonderful. And everything's barren and dark and black and void and confusion. And you're heartbroken. You don't know what to do. And you're a drunk and you're hooked on this. And, and God comes to your rescue. So God is not a good time only God. That's a liar from the enemy. Just wants you to walk in that... Oh, it's so wonderful. No, it's always wonderful. If you strive to get into the fullness of the Spirit of God, where you and I are supposed to live, not visit. Live. Most of us probably have never visited that. That's why we've got to go back and read other history books. Guys that did visit it. Oh, man, wow, why can't we? Holy smokes. Okay. John fifteen eleven says, These things have I spoken unto you that uh, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Full. It's supernatural. It's not what the world gives. You know, uh, progressive dinner time is fun. We had fun running to Nicole's house, checking out her um, new place and running back home and uh, waiting for the people that 
came to our house and had a great time of, of laughter and taking off of the desserts and seeing all those other people. It was fun. To but that's over. The day's gone now. I got to wait 364 more days to have joy. God has this supernatural joy. And remember, it's certainly not in this first state that we talked about this morning, unsaved or nothing. And you know what? It's hardly here. It's hardly here. You know how I know that? I'm looking at the indicators, at your face. It's the truth. It is. And, 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 you, and you might speak in that heavenly language, and you're not bubbling either. It's, it's, there, there's just this fullness of God. And I'm not talking about you're going to be jolly and laughing all the time, but there's something. Your joy is anchored in knowing that you're loved by God. No matter what. I mean, this could be a titanic experience around you, and you can still. And you can't do that on your own, in your own strength, even though you know the Scripture and you know you should be able to. You can't. Because it's supernatural. Supernatural. <clears throat> so God wants you to walk in that fullness of joy. What a testimony that would be alone. Forget about trying to yank people out of wheelchairs. Walk in the fullness of joy. In this day and age, you just read on, on Fox News, the, uh, the Senate just passed a $1.5 trillion another bill. You, you might as well not have kids because they're not going to be able to live anyway. You look at that stuff, you're fullness of joy, oh, man. I mean, it's just constant. Well, that's not what God's talking about. You, know, you can't receive joy from that, what man does and what you and I do. It's got to be supernatural. If you look at the world, man, you wouldn't marry, you wouldn't have kids, and wouldn't do anything because it's all ruined. But God has the ability, supernatural, to have, give you a wonderful life as you serve Him. And the fullness of the things of God. But it ain't going to happen just because you want to. It's not a microwave doorway to that. <clears throat> it's it's got to start with a hunger. I mean, seriously, it, this is not just a uh, pastoral statement to say to the people. It just says, Sunday, a lot of people, Sunday night, eh, Wednesday, eh. It's a hunger thing. Hunger. Really, and I mean, that's what it is to, to make a difference, to really, to get to here. It's a hunger thing. You got to, and so you know what? You can say, but I'm not hungry for that. Then ask God to make you hungry for it. You're full of something, and you got to figure out what's keeping you full that you're not hungry for that and say, God, get it out of here. It doesn't have to be something horrible. Actually, anything's horrible that's keeping you from that. Whatever it is, ask Him. Ephesians 1.22 says, And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. That's what's there. You'll pay the price to put money away for some super duper vacation. Hawaii, if that's a, your idea of a soup, you'll put, you'll scrape, you'll want another job, you'll do nothing, you won't hardly eat anything, you'll try to get that, you'll get that thing paid, you'll go to Hawaii, ooh, this is nice, and then it's over. And you're back here. We're slush and dark clouds all the time. 
It seemed extra dark this morning, didn't it? It did to me. Full, listen, we don't even understand what that's saying. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. I mean, I do. I go before God and I say, God, you understand? I just, I was just telling that, praying a little about God, treat me like a kindergartner. I read some of this stuff and I go over and over and again and over and again. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. God, that sounds awesome. But I don't know if I can get it all. Lord, you understand, I need see dick run. I'm serious. I tell God, see spot or hear spot bark. God, just make it. I mean, I'll read books and then I'll push them aside and go, what is that guy saying? Spirit of God, make this clean, clear, and simple. As the Bible says, I can come to you like Isaac comes to me. And Isaac stopped over the other day. Busy, he's busy doing stuff, playing this, playing that, playing, playing, playing. All he comes is cold, is real cold. And I was sitting down, and he comes right beside me, gets real close. He goes, Pap! Oh, yeah. He goes, I'm hungry. And I didn't go, are you really hungry? Do you know what hungry means? What does hungry mean to you? I got up and got him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Hand it to him. He goes, I don't like the crust. Oh. <laughs> Understood. It was a real simple uh, conversation with Isaac. And he, that's, it doesn't have to be this difficult. God, you understand? I don't understand this crust. Please, God, make New Hope hungry for this. We've been sitting here. April will be 20 years. 20 years we've been sitting right here. As a body, anyway. Fullness of Him that filleth all in all. No wonder, Paul said to the Ephesians, For this cause I bow my knees. Because there's no equation, there's no solution, there's not a book that's going to be, I get it, you're going to get this on your knees. And even on your knees, you might not even know you're getting it. But you'll be getting it. Because God works, most of the time, He works quiet. He does. I told you that guy brought out that, and that message about building the temple. And sometimes, he even said, sometimes you think God has recalled the construction crew and said, forget it. Because you think you're a waste of a temple. But what you don't realize is God has them way over away from the real temple, the actual temple, cutting out and making all the noise to get the, the right shape. And they would come back to build the temple and there would be no hammering, no noise. It would just be silent. And because there's no noise, you think God's not doing anything. That's why phony baloney's got to have lots of noise. And lots of stupid, and here we go, here comes the Holy Ghost. And they've got, they've got to have lots of noise, and Mike's got to come up out of the piano. And we go, oh, isn't that a Holy Ghost Spirit-filled meeting? <sighs> noise. Okay, so he says, for this cause I bow my knees. And the idea is, what cause? What are you talking about? All the different areas that the Lord wants us to walk in the fullness of Him. We have to bow our knees. 
Pat Fisher can understand this, but he cannot look at Christie and say, you know what, I'm going to have fullness of joy from now on. Even though he might want it and long to it, and she might be going, look, it's, it's, she just can't do it unless he bows his knees and goes before God and tarries. However long it is, he's God. What's Pentecost mean? Fifty? Is that what it means? So the day of Pentecost after 50 days? You and I would have been what? In 50 seconds, 50 steps, the day of Pentecost. It was God decided to wait 50 days. I don't know, because he liked the word Pentecost. I doubt it. That's just what he did. Our job is just do it. Be there. Call upon him. Bow your knees. God, I want that fullness of joy. Pray for it today. Tomorrow you can have it knocked out of you, but you can do it again. Pray for it again. The watch, you didn't hear anything. <clears throat> Luke eleven thirteen. this is what God does. He says, and you then being evil know how to give good gifts. Now you're going to do that in a few weeks. God says, you being evil, you know how to give good gifts. We're running around trying to... Ooh. Luke here? <laughs> trying to find a certain... Present. I'm not saying because someone will blab to him. As being evil, know how to give good gifts. And so he's just making a parallel. You know how to give good gifts. And God said, you ain't worth a hoot. You're evil. So he goes on and tells us, uh, how much more then shall your heavenly father is no evil in him? None at all. Loves you with a pure love. And we love Luke. But it's not a pure love. So how much your, your heavenly Father, and it says, will give you the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him. Well, if I had a full glass of water and I'm saying, God, fill me with the Spirit of God, it, it can't get in because you're, you're full of something else. So there are some things that God just got to get out of you before He can fill you with the Spirit of God. All kind of stuff. When was the last time, without embarrassing yourself, just think about it, when was the actual, truly last time you went before God and said, God, I want to be full of the Holy Ghost? Before any of this was starting to be mentioned from the pulpit. Some of you might have been recent. Great. Bless you. But most of us, it's a hmm. Yeah, that's right. We should have... And so James tells us, you have not because you ask not. I was visiting uh, Shannon, and Isaac's buzzing around. I know we know what to do with Luke. We're, we're confused with Isaac, not sure really what he wants yet. And so he was having not because I wasn't asking him. So I just said, hey, Isaac, what do you want? And he laughed and ran around, and then he'd come back, and he told me. And we found it. And now he has it. I didn't know what he wanted because I never asked him. Now I know. So being his, not heavenly father or heavenly grandfather, but being his grandparents, and we love him, we went and found it. To give it to him. How much more? To the one who loves you. God, give me some guts to walk this walk. You have not, because you ask not. That's what God says. 
People tell you, again, this is where beware, at least they pollute your mind. You ask once, that's all you better ask. Well, tell your child that. Do they get that? No, and it's after the 952nd time you give it to them. I mean, it's just, we make this thing two PhD. We really do. You're going to get this, you get it on your knees. And if you don't want to get it and you think you ought to get it, you get it on your knees. If you want it, but you're so polluted and messed up in the head from years of stuff, you get it on your knees. You don't have to come back to me and say, how'd you say that again? What did you? Now, you just get it on your knees. Because God says he will give you the spirit of God. Even above and beyond what you have at salvation. And then he goes on and says, oh, some of you that ask, you receive not because you ask amiss. That you may consume it upon your own lusts. You ask all the time. Again, i got to go back to Isaac. Because I, first, I didn't ask Isaac, I asked Shannon. And she goes, he wants everything. He's even in Walmart, and he's asking for food for Christmas. I forget what the food was. He did tell me, but I can't remember it. He asked for food. He ain't getting that. Because it's probably some bad food. He's asking a miss to consume it on his own lust. His own sweet tooth or whatever. I'm not giving them that. You know, I don't know, a case of lollipops. I'm not going to do that. And it's the same thing we do. We, we ask for things so we can kind of trick God so we can be the big shot of the church. And forget it. It's not going to happen. And you can pretend and we'll know. We will know. Oh, we will. We must continue to go before the Lord. That's our job. And when you stop, you'll be in heaven. And we probably won't even stop in heaven. There is no stopping. There is no reaching a plateau. There is no gaining a certain reward, a trophy, a step, or whatever. There isn't. There isn't a plateau where you can say, I can quit now. There isn't. You are constantly supposed to be having a life of prayer and staying filled with the Spirit of God. That's the way it is. But we don't. Luke twenty four forty nine says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry. That's what he tells us. This is what you have to do. You have to bow on your knees. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And we already went into that where they did tarry. They prayed. The Spirit of God came on them as a rushing mighty wind. They got filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with tongues. They went out and preached and proclaimed the word with boldness, full of the Spirit of God. They got beat, thrown in jail, come, got sluggish back in here. And they gathered together and prayed again and got full of the Holy Spirit again. It's not a one-time thing. Oh, you're just... No, it's... So God says, Terry, I bow on my knees in order to get this stuff. That I can be filled with all fullness from the Spirit of God who does this work. That I can have fullness of joy. It comes from being on your knees. We know that great scripture in Acts 10. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. And we are to be like Christ. We're to have the same mind in Christ that he needed the anointing to walk this walk. We need it. And that's the Holy Ghost. 
the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That word anointed means to smear. You need to be smeared with them. Smeared on. Some people don't like to get messy. They don't. You don't want to weep before God, your makeup, or your hair, or you just whatever. It's just the way it is. I'm telling you, God's waiting on us. We're not waiting on Him. When are you going to move? God's waiting on us. You understand, everybody that's truly a born-again Christian here, the Holy Spirit has been given to you. The Spirit of Almighty God has been given to you. You are born again. Every Christian has within themselves a principle higher and more powerful than the flesh. And that's the Spirit of God inside of you. We're not walking in the fullness because we always use that excuse. I can't help myself. I had to drink. I had to lie. I had to run around. What? It's, it's so divided, it's going to take a supernatural act of God. I mean, I still, I get phone calls, uh, even when I'm getting the messages. I got two this morning, and they didn't ask this question. But I get phone calls, and they want to know, is this a spirit-filled church? And I go, duh. How can you be born again and not have a spirit-filled church? I mean, it's, you understand, you know what they're saying. Oh, did you speak in What? But I'm telling you, multitudes of us miss out on living the Christian life that we're supposed to have. Absolutely supposed to have in that fullness of the Spirit of God. We're missing out on it. We're not hungry for it, or we don't understand it, or we've been spooked through tradition and taught against it, or we're just plain satisfied. That's why I said, us that are right here and are satisfied, you've got to pray to be hungry. We're going to call you down here in a little bit. You've got to pray. God, I'm not even hungry for what he's saying. How can I not be hungry for this? Did you ever pray that? God, make me hungry. Make me hungry for you. And finally, Ephesians says this, Wherefore... Be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine, we're in an excess, but be filled with the Spirit. How many of you walked around in your Christian walk going, I wonder what the will of God is for me. I wonder what the will of God is for me. I wonder what the will of God And you think that is something like Bible school teacher, VBS teacher, missionary, preacher, uh, music, whatever. What the will of God is for? I just read it to you. I'll read it again in case you weren't listening. Seriously. Wherefore, be ye not unwise. Don't be unwise right at this moment. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. He says, be not drunk with wine. Don't be intoxicated with the things of the world. 
from booze to drugs to just power and money and vanity and looks and muscles and don't be drunk with that. He said, but be filled with the Spirit. Be that common bush that's ablaze with the finger of God. And what happened when Moses went up to that common bush? God spoke through it. Bush, God will speak through you. So, I, I, like my, I don't even want the band up. I want all them too. It is highly important that our band stays anointed, lives anointed, and functions in here because this is a powerful position. A weapon but we don't understand we just think it's talented and good it's a powerful weapon for us and so I want all them all you that sing all up and at this altar with the rest of you and with me saying oh, God we got to get this and if you're like me and you got to say God I'm a kindergarten then tell them just plain tell them, God, I don't get this, or God, I don't want to get this, or wherever you're at. Uh, he's got some music. Uh, Michael's going to play it. We're going to. Uh, our altars are open. I'm telling you, Terry, come. God's waiting on you tonight. He's waiting on you.